The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Taming the Wild. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Taming the Wild. My name is Otto Coldbeer, and I am here with my buddy Bug West. And we are currently 30,000 feet elevated above Terre Haute, Indiana, where we are about to tactically parachute in to Chris Dorner National Park in order to show you the best strategies of survival there is in a modern era. Say hi, Bug. Uh, thanks, Otto. Everyone, this is Bug West, survival expert. We're here to give you the best tips to survive in the harshest climates and conditions, no matter what. Now we this is going to be about a 15 minute jump from this height. We're up here at the Red Bull Stratosphere, and we're about ready to go. We got the green right. Are you ready yet, Bug? Oh, I'm ready. It looks like Danny the pilot's giving uh, us a thumbs up. He's got the green light on. It's a literal green light that says jump. Three. Oh man, I've never done this before. They should have probably told me this. Where are we landing? We're landing in uh, Chris Dorner National Park. All right, ready when you are. Three. Oh my God. Two. One. Now, I don't know if you can hear me, but we are descending at a rate of 200 miles an hour. At this rate, most of our clothing will shred to pieces other than the straps that we have. Now we have loaded up a couple of situations here. And the first situation I have here is what you should do if you pull your parachute string and nothing but pots and pans come out, as I will demonstrate now. All right, in a situation like this, all right, this is why you always wear a really big shirt while you jump. And all the pans and pots have flown out of my parachute tech. And I am going to place and grab the big t-shirt and tie it around my buttocks. And I'm going to hold out the other end and hold in and I'm gonna do a kind of Mario cape glide down, aiming this big t-shirt and funneling in at 200 miles an hour, going straight downward. Well, we're coming up on the landing here. All right, I'm coming in hot, bug. We're gonna cut right here. We're gonna we're gonna get back to you after we're done and landed because we gotta do this safe, folks. We'll describe what we did after we're done. All right, restarting up now. We're uh, now landed, made it safe here. Uh, Otto, how you feeling? Well, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, a bit of a, bit uh, of a rough t-shirt. landing for you. Snagged a tree, I see. Yeah, I uh, kind of did a Looney Tune style there. Um, I thought the tree was a lot thinner. From a distance. Well, you, it, I, I was hoping you brought it all the to way, do the. You snagged uh, it, and then you, you, you very carefully and slowly lowered down to the ground, and I thought you were safe. And just when you're about an inch of the ground, that palm tree that you're snagged on bent all the way back up and launched you across right. across the way. So, I had to come over and chase it, uh, uh, Otto here, and uh, very partic- was, uh, very shameful. particular, uh, uh, you know. Methods of landing are very important, but sometimes, you know, Mother Nature, she takes hold. You know, yeah. and she. You never uh, predict what's going to happen out here. And uh, as you can see from the, the initial crash shot at the tree over there, you can see that my socks were actually knocked off when I got flung in the other direction. And I, and I, I've, I've, uh, uh, I, 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 this was kind of a production mistake. I want to tell the listeners at home this, but I am completely nude. Um, I thought this was one of the, they told me, somebody told me at some point, and I'm going to have to get back to the producers on this. Somebody told me that we were doing like a naked survival thing. Every time I've gone out, I'll go out with you, you've got naked, so. Well, I'm, it's not, it just happens sometimes. It's a lot of accidents. Um, you know, even just now, if I was wearing clothes, I would have to take them off. Cause when that tree flung me back, I landed right in a cow patty right there. Uh, there's a lot of wild cows out here. Very strange as well, because we're out here in the wilderness surrounded by, you know, the deep forests, the pines, the birches, the sycamores. But in this area we landed, it's very peculiar because this is an actual rare forest oasis. And there's palm trees here and sandy beaches and the little little ponds. You know, there's a lot of feral cows in the area. You heard of feral pigs. There's feral cows too. Nobody said there couldn't be that. And uh, your landing, on the other hand, seemed to be just pitch perfect you landed right on um and, and this is a stroke of luck but 
right on that bunker right there. Oh yeah, this is a. Oh yeah, this is a lucky find. You know, you go out. The door's wide open. It says come right in on the door, and uh, you know that's exactly what we've done. Is we've uh, we've gotten in here, and uh, we're thinking we gotta explore a little bit more. But this is pretty pretty sizable. I'd say it could fit about uh, uh, five to four people to keep them alive for about you know maybe five years or so. Well, I got a couple of, you know, you can use a lot of things and a lot of material for different survival things. Even something as simple as carrying. As you see, I've tied my shirt around, right, into a kind of a knapsack, kind of like a, a, you know, a bindle that you might see a cartoon hobo might have in a Looney Tunes uh, TV show. Um, I have placed four of the cans of black beans in the bag in the little homemade t-shirt bindle. Uh, and I think our first order of business is uh, some of the elements. Kind of master the elements here. We got to go find some water, <clears throat> and we got to go find some fire to heat these beans up. All right. Well, I have a uh, with me here. This is the FM twenty one seventy six Department of the Army Field Manual. This is for survi uh, survival, and this is uh, issued nineteen seventy. Uh, you know. Official headquarters of the Department of the Army. Uh, when you were in the Army, you probably had to use this all the time. And, uh... Yeah, I remember that field guide pretty well. Um, I wasn't in the Army long, but I served my country best I could. Um, a little bit of my background, I was dishonorably discharged from the Army. And, um, I believe it was 1984. Um, dishonorably discharged. Um, I know it sounds bad, but it's a double negative. They just, you know, uh, we just left on amicable terms, uh, so it just canceled each other out. Uh, I was in an incident where a kind of routine field training went awry, and uh, we were forced to survive out in the woods for upwards of 18 hours. And it was a heroin experience that involved in um, a death of a very close friend of mine. Uh, I don't want to kind of go into how he died, um... But, you know, sometimes things happen. Um, hunger sets in. You have to make choices. And uh, it's a little rough to say. I kind of said I wouldn't talk about no, it. Me but, to uh, touch. Well, hunger set in. We made a choice. There was six of us in the platoon. It seemed only fair. One of them had to go. Private Haas drew the short straw, and we cooked and ate him. And his wife got sent a silver star, and he's a hero. And we survived because of him. And I thank him every day as I'm picking my teeth with a big metal toothpick. Well, the funny thing is, is Private Haas was begging it, begging for it, which was... Uh, oh, he started before we even got lost. It was like two hours in on the field. The Army ruled it out as madness from being out in the wilderness for so long, which is exactly one day. And uh, we knew that he had been going on about this before we even went on that deployment. So I thought it was uh, instances where uh, me and... Me and Adam met was when we were in the when we were in the army. We went to Vietnam too, which was actually not talked about that much because it took place in the United States, and uh, that's where our private house. If you've seen Rambo, the war came right. home kind of a way, and you know, uh, a lot of the soldiers came home from Vietnam, but you know, because you know, trauma goes two ways. A lot of them, a lot of the Vietnamese were so addicted to the war that they followed them back, and there was kind of a little Vietnam going in our very own country um, which is uh but yeah private Haas begged us he kept just came you guys can eat me if you want we've been missing two hours i'm like we still got our field rations we still got this big old hershey's bar uh we're not gonna eat you andrew and he just kept saying if you guys getting hungry he wiggle a little bit and, and and you know sooner or later he started making looking like a big bone in ham and one thing led to another, and we cooked and ate them. And then, the, you know, honestly, right when we were picking our teeth, right, and we were arguing over who gets the last piece, that's when the dang army just start, pulled up and said, we've been looking for you boys. And we said, shucks, wish you would have came 30 minutes earlier. And that's a good, a good point because uh, when you're out there, there's many different ways of, you know, building a fire and cooking food. So let's talk a little bit about that. So the, the field guide, it to start off says you need a fire for warmth for keeping dry for signaling for cooking and for purifying water by boiling survival time is increased or decreased according to your ability to build a fire when you when and where you need it absolutely true you know if you can't build a fire you might as well just call yourself a dead man right there yeah um i have a preferred technique i like doing the way of the uh, 
You get some kindling, you get that big old bone, that big old kind of shoestring style where you pull two strings of the, of the stick here and you just keep spinning it around, hurting it. Hurts your hands, but you know, it's the most easy way to get fire for me. And a lot of people, a lot of secrets you can do is a lot of fart based uh, fueling or things like that. They can really help you spark a fire quicker. Um, I never carry a lighter on me. I'm so confident in my fire making abilities that sometimes when I take some ambient, I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm doing that motion. And I'm starting fires in my house. Right. And there's, uh, you should be able to start a fire without matches. If, if matches is almost kind of like cheating. If you can't start a fire without, you should be able to start a fire anywhere without matches, which the, the field guide also says. But, you know, there's many different ways. Uh, you know, a small fire is good for warming because it requires little fuel. And you just keep it kind of, you kind of poke at it a little bit. And uh, just keeps you warm. But then there's cooking fires, which you got to have a little bit more fuel. And, uh... You know, you might want to build it a little bit differently. And we're going to go hunting later, so we may need one of those. But it's always important to realize that a big, uh, that a small fire can turn into a big fire in any second. So let's head out here. Right now I'm looking at this bunker. Uh, it's got kind of cable TV wired in. Uh, There's a PlayStation 4. got four cots here and a bunch of beans and all that. There's a PlayStation. We're going to have to leave the comfort. Now, in an actual survival situation... I'd probably just crack open a can of beans and start watching Home and Garden TV. However, uh, we have to show you guys survival, and we honestly got really lucky. You can't expect this to happen every time. So I, I saw a little trail that's going down. We can find some dry wood on a little elevated platform. All right, you can know that the sun faces in the west at this time of day. Probably want to find an east-facing bank to find the driest uh, kindle we can make some fire with. I saw such a bank on the way down uh, as I got flung from the tree. Uh, I say we head down this path here. There's a little dry creek bed. We're going to go over this way and look for some kindling. All right. And when you're walking along, you could look at the different plants and the different foliage and see what kind of plants are growing around here. And the brush is, you know, for kindling or the trees. You might be able to find some berries along the way. You might be able to find some animal droppings or even, you know, you see a fallen tree head over. There might be some mushrooms around there. That's a good, that's a good start right there. Oh, perfect. What kind of mushrooms in this whole area? What kind of mushrooms I mean, do you as think? We're, we're, you're the expert. What, what, tell the people, what kind would we be finding out here? Well, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff. And, and people always talk about survival. Well, there's a lot of like, it's not even just surviving. It's thriving with this food out here. Not even talking about the local game, the snakes, the rabbits that you can catch. Um, it's kind of Bigfoot territory out here, so you only got to be a little bit careful. But, um... Possums are good, and uh, aside from all the meat, which we'll probably go hunting later, um, man cannot live on beans alone. Um, right here uh, in Chris Dorner National Park, there's a lot of witch's ass that grows around here. Uh, you can find witch's ass just by digging in the kind of like the little dry creek bed areas. You're gonna find if you go up little to, root, if you're up in the like southern fa facing hill, you might find a like a just along a log on the ground here. You might find some some dog saint, which are really good. To cook up with some butter if you got if you got some if you're lucky yeah. enough. Oh yeah. Now there's uh, some dundas root in this area too. Uh, you can tell it's dundas root when you flick it. It makes a little doo hoo hoo sound. Uh, there's a lot of dumpweed. Uh, now if you get some rice or something, cook that up. Put a little dumpweed in there. It's like shitty dill. It's like shittier dill. Uh, there's Polish roses that grow around here. Yeah, orchids. They're yeah. Polish roses are kind of a diaper-shaped flower, and uh, you can actually tell on, on the flower, a lot of people don't think flowers you can eat, but um, there's uh, a set of two flower, two bulbs that come beneath the uh, kind of diaper-shaped rose, and those are nuts, you, and they look like testicles, and you can eat them. Um, a lot of wild Claritin grows out here. Um, it is habit-forming, so be careful. Uh, we're in territory. We got some Indiana pizza apples around here. We got some stink apples, which uh, they look exactly like pizza apples. They just smell real different when you bite into them. Uh, we got some shit apples. Uh, we got yogurt clovers, uh, poison berries, and poison berries are great eating. They're not poisonous. It was named after Alfred Poison, who first found them. It's very confusing, but don't worry about it. Um... We got frankenberry, a lot of frankenberry grows out here, gooseberries, elderberries, uh, pedophile berries. You got a lot of honeysuckle that grows up here. You can kind of cook that down into almost a pesto. Uh, you got honeysuckle, you also got honeysuck me. 
You got dog nuts, uh, Missouri truck nuts. They'll grow off of the truck nut tree. You can see them. They kind of little, little attitudes up there. Always come in sets of two. You got hot dog blossoms. You got beer flowers. You got root beer root. Uh, you can strip out the bark of a goose some beautiful flowers tree and you can get some boots here. That we came across that whole glade just full of ladies' pussy. And, you know, it's illegal to pick that. It's a felony if you pick that. But, you know, you don't see ladies' pussy really anywhere right. except this part of the country. And, and it's grown only this time of year. And, and honestly, there's no wrong time of, time of year to show up to one of these parks. Because, yeah, the ladies' pussy is out right now. But hot dog trees are about to bloom in like two weeks. And the whole valley smells like mustard. It's beautiful. Uh, we'll get into kind of mushrooms out here. Um, it's just kicking up to the right time of the season, early spring. Got to wait out for a rain and a nice sunny day. Uh, chicken in the woods out here. You got morels. You got chanterelles. You got red ones. You got angel of death mushrooms, which are edible. And you have uh, serenely, just serenely looking saving angel mushrooms, which are very, very poisonous. There is the wily old crone of the forest from the witcher mushroom. There's elf ear mushroom, there's gnome finger mushroom, there's dwarf dick mushroom. You got your milk thistle, it grows out here, it's kind of a weed that you can make stuff from. You got thick dickle, you got clip missile. Alright, you can make uh, tea from lemonade grass and you can make uh, lemonade from the soda mushroom. So, you can just see all types of stuff that's out here that you can just really kind of pick and have your pleasure just from walking here. I saw a big kind of grove over here of some yogurt clovers which i'm gonna kind of pick up and i'm gonna make a tea later for that's gonna help us take shits um since for it's a property of uh kind of helping you take shits it's also known as uh jerry's bloom but uh kind of going up this dry creek bed here i think we're about to get to the point i'm gonna start gathering up some uh some wood here for the fire uh bug why don't you do us the honor and start trying to get a flame going oh yeah okay so uh what I'm going to do here is I'm going to start a fire without matches. Even though we have them on us, we are uh, professionals. We're experts. And uh, I'm going to I'm gonna do it without matches. So you want to prepare, properly prepare some extremely dry tinder uh, before attempting to start a fire without matches. You know, once prepared, shelter this tinder from the wind and dampness. Uh, some excellent tinders you can get are punk. I don't know what that is, but it says it in the bunk. You can get some punk. Uh, punk, lint from cloth, rope or twine, uh, dead palm frond, finely shredded dark bark, dry powdered wood, bird's nest. Would you put, could you have the birds in there too? Yeah, you can cut the egg right up. That's called a, a hole in one. Baby birds in there too? I, okay. Well, you Woolly can cut those up too. You just plants. got, you know, pluck the <clears throat> nice crispy bird. Y'all eating bird? That's what people say around here. Woolly material up a bird's from plants. Nest. So, you know, your dogwood, you could use some dogwood if it's in the spring. And uh, wood dust produced by insects, you know, your termites and all that. And often you, found under the bark of dead trees. You know, you could smoke a cigarette and fall asleep, and a lot of people start fires in the woods that way. That's true. So we're going to do that. Uh, uh, there's a Let's take a look at this little cliff face over here. It's not a smooth thing. It's going to block all the wind. I think it's a perfect place to start a fire. <coughs> and this is another shelter. Oh, my God. Right here. You can believe this. Doors open. Oh, my God. There's like 200 cans of beans me? in here. It's another guy. What are they doing out How here? How many bunkers full? are out here? Oh, man. This is... I knew they built these back here during the war, but uh, holy smoke. And they're just all unlocked, but they're all fully stocked. And th okay, this one's got home and garden TV just playing. Whoever left left the door Corn open. Beef they left hash, the TV. not bad, not oh bad. All right, well we are doing a survival show, so we can't stay here. As okay, as uh, well we're gonna leave. Oh man, the property brothers are playing too. Good lord, man, I gotta miss <clears> that. Uh, all right, well we gotta I mean, go. You have we the DVR stay. going at, at your place back home, right? Yeah, it's a it's a goddamn survival show though. And next oh, thing this you is know, we're episode, gonna show though. up on this like is a, a new one. <sighs> is he growing a beard? Is he trying to like differentiate from think, his brother? Th yeah, I mean they can't. He just can't wear plaid shirts forever because you know they dress different. But what happens if they go to a funeral? It's not like he's got black plaid, so he's got to grow a beard or something. I don't know, man. I mean, he looks all right, pretty let's, handsome let's, with let's, it. Let's, I don't even want to start the fire here. All let's right. head up here. Well, we, uh... I saw another way around back here. Uh, I got about a handful of Kindle here. Uh, so what he's going to do is he's going to get the flame going once it starts smoking, right? And he's going to place that little that little seed fire 
into a larger kind of thing and it's gonna start getting going and then we're gonna start more and more branches here and uh i saw a little place coming right around here and uh once we get that going and get that down um uh, we're just gonna transfer that and keep that going and uh wherever we set the fire i'll be our base case. and it's another fucking shelter over here good lord <sighs> well this one's got a nice door on it yeah real nice door this is heavy good duty lord. stuff what do you think this thing costs to make? It's got to probably be like 100 yeah, grand at least. Unlocked. Yeah. Okay, I guess all, the only thing people eat around here is corned beef, hash, and black beans. Oh, look at here. Good oh, look at this. Look at this, Otto. Got some beer. Is that? Got some beer, oh, nice and they... warm. Just sitting out here. Good lord. I mean, it couldn't I mean, hurt. Uh, we could have one. We could have one. I have a beer. All right, so I'm, I got my t shirt bindle here that I've been carrying the whole time. I am throwing away the beans. I, I'm putting four cans of beer in there. Pretty good. That'll help me sleep later. It's a strategic thing to make sure that uh, when you're in the woods and you're in a dangerous area that you do get your rest. And a good way of guaranteeing that is having four beers, shotgunning them perhaps, right before you go to bed, lulls you to sleep. Peaceful, nice slumber. If you got enough beer, right, if you got, enough, if you got enough beers, you don't even need to make a, a shelter sometimes. You don't need a sleeping bag. Uh, normally what I don't want to do is we'll, we usually carry a 30-pack, and when it's time to go to bed, we'll both race to see who can finish theirs first. Right. And we go to now, sleep. 30, when we're going to sleep. A 30-pack... Go ahead. A 30-pack has a lot of uses, too. A lot of people carry oh, yeah. it around all day and use it as a chair. You sit on it. Well, I have... Uh, let me see here. In my, in my guide here, uh, there's a part that talks about stoves. Or uh, not just stoves, but different ways of cooking food, right? So there's a... Uh, there's a... Uh, uh, figure 141. The hobo stove. Pretty cool. So the hobo stove is made, cool name. made out of a tin can conserves fuel... And it's particularly suited for the Arctic. Very true. We've used these many times, which is why we carry around cans, beer or beans, either or will work. Uh, but uh, this is something we've used as a, a staple in survival. So we'll create a hobo stove and we'll cook our food in that. And then when we uh, we drink our beers, it's time to go to sleep. We'll both cover each other in leaves and we'll just fall asleep under the leaves <laughs> under a tree. Or maybe our backs, our backs together and our heads together and our hats pulled down over our noses. And... Uh, you sleep real well. Uh, conserve uh, energy and warmth against each other. Uh, got like a like a you know just like a a den of uh, badgers or something. I don't know, but uh, it works real well. Another important thing about um, why beer is such a helpful tool in nature. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of drunk drivers they don't wear seatbelts and. They like to go flying out the front of their windshield. However, because they're all lubricated by nice alcohol in their bloodstream, a lot of times they go limp instantaneously. And going limp is a great way to make sure you don't get injured during rough falls. If there is a cliffside that you have to climb or something of the like, it is very wise to often have five, six, maybe even seven beers before attempting to climb it. Because in case of something going wrong, your body's nice and limp and you can tumble the whole way down the hill and dust yourself off right at the end. And you say, oh, time to have another go at it. Might have another beer. And another point in that that's also true is if you're in the wilderness and you're about 15 deep, it's very good if you run into maybe a, a <laughs> uh, you know, a grizzly or a Bigfoot because you want to play dead. And uh, it's easy, way easier to play dead when you're just, you know, completely fucked up and you just pass out yeah. and you're just sleeping or you go limp. Uh, sometimes if you if you're so drunk you piss yourself that Bigfoot might not want anything to do with you um, just be careful to not shit yourself because then he definitely wants something to do with you because he'll smell that and uh, he's gonna come for it beer or shit they'll smell it and they're gonna come for it right. grizzlies too they also like beer so you gotta be careful well a lot of animals will avoid uh, eating you if they have to work the next day because if they eat you they're gonna be drunk too <laughs> so a lot of times, Bigfoots, if you got somebody that's like a recovering Bigfoot, he ain't going to touch you. He's going to run away. So, a lot of Bigfoots, a lot of sightings out reported out here. Um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we can get this fire started, and, and the next place we walk isn't a goddamn shelter. And uh... <coughs> Well, you can see now that Bug's got the little kindling starter rail. We're going to transfer that here into our bird's nest. Oh, smell that. Oh, smell that. That's real. That's nice. All right, you can notice that I got an egg here, and then I got two little birds up here, and they're cooking up nice. They get a nice hard-boiled egg. It's kind of 
what we call the survivalist candy right there. And you kind of pop one of those little baby birds hole in your mouth after it cooks up a little bit. Or if it doesn't, depending on how you like it. And we are placing that on the ground out here and throwing the kindling over it. And, well, Bug, we got a fire going now. Yeah, we're cooking. We're cooking with fire and... uh it's gonna warm us up we're gonna get a nice meal going here we're gonna probably make some beans pour some beer in there and uh stir it up keeps you going well i i'm going to hang up my shirt here and i'm gonna put those beers to the side so they don't get warm and i'm gonna dry up uh the big piss that i made on this giant t-shirt from when i hit the tree and while that's drying up, um, the second most important thing we need to gather is uh bug we need to find a water source well, uh, a quick water source is uh, you can boil the water straight out of the beer and transfer it over, and you can drink that water. and uh, Or you just drink beer for your water. Uh, another thing is you can, uh, if you, usually if you... Beer is mostly water. Um, we always, I always carry my divining rods on me so I can find a nice water source. I, I find them immediately. Like, watch this. All right, I'm going to take them out here. And, uh, All right, I'm watching. Now you, you, you got them like this. You, um, I always carry these on me. And, uh, you know, I don't see me do this a thousand times. But uh, you position them like this. Well, usually when you do it, you got the three sticks, and you're juggling one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I've used, yeah, I've used those two. But, so you take the divining rod, and you, you point it out like this, and you just you just follow right. where it takes you. And uh, look at right here. we got a stream under... I'd say about a for, foot for the underneath this. we got a stream. Underwater, underground stream right here. Yeah. All right, perfect. Uh, for the viewers, at, uh, listeners at home that can't see this, uh, he is holding what appears to be an elaborate, sacred-looking relic. And he's <clears throat> placing it as if it was his penis, and his tongue is hanging out, and he's waving it around. And uh, This is a very old technique. Loose on a little bit. It's a very old technique. It let loose, and it's pointing straight at the ground up here. So now we need to find something to dig up this river with. Uh... You got any ideas, Bug? Well, what you can do is you can uh, cut a beer can open and uh, take the half of it and use that to scrape up dirt. But if the dirt's too rough, what you can do is uh, use a shovel. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, all of our beers are filled. But I do carry a shovel with me everywhere I go. You never know when you need to, like, dig a hole or, or quiet somebody or something like that. And then uh, you can buy a, you can get one of those nice survival shovels that fold up real nice, and you can carry it basically anywhere. Ooh, right here. Just a nice clean chunk, and you see a nice stream. Look at that stream. I don't know how this water is clear, but good lord. Well, you, okay, all right, Otto, you don't got to drink it straight from the ground. Well, I mean, how's it taste? I mean, it tastes a little like mud, but I'm going to be honest, and I'm kind of, you know, this stream, it appears to be coming in from the north. I'm tasting... I think this stream is about eight to nine percent alcohol. <laughs> oh yeah, me... look up north. Okay, Wait, okay. Well, take the canteen I'm here. Take the canteen here. Fill it up. We might need filling that. it. Filling it up here. Uh, we got the fire going. That fire will take care of itself. It'll burn. It might catch some of the stuff nearby, but that's fine. I mean, more fire. You know, we can just not have a fire. Yeah, well, you don't want to. We don't leave it going. It. Uh, you know, there's wildfires that start real easily. Someone flicks a cigarette or. Just they don't even put it out properly. Throw some sand on it. Usually we'll just pour some beer on it. Uh, but yeah, pour some beer on it. Well, that reminds me. Another use for it. beer is if you get injured and if you're wounded. So uh, say you're out, you know, you're stalking around looking for mushrooms, and you step on a on a dead log that's real soft, and you slip and trip, and uh, you fall face first into the ground, and then you get a stick that went all the way through your jeans into your thigh, and uh, this happens to people. Trust me. And you gotta pull it out of your jeans and your thigh, and then you got a big wound in your thigh. What do you do? You pour some beer on it. Uh, you get uh -huh. mauled by a grizzly or uh, you know, some animal. Pour some beer on it. That's what uh, a lot of people don't know. The beer uh, alcohol is an antibiotic. It uh, it cleans wounds. That's right. And you only need to be about four percent alcohol to do that. Now, what I like to well, do the great is thing is, is you can pour half a beer onto the wound, and you could drink the rest. That's, right. And that's just nice. And you're hurting. I like to pour like a shot of beer on my leg wound, and I like to plug the hole with some nice dirt that'll cauterize it. <laughs> but I'm I'm looking up here at this stream coming up. And well, clay works I'm better if you can find it. some clay in the ground. Clay works real well. And and look at how the the projected path of this water it goes it goes down the hill and it kind of goes up. Look right there, on the top of that hill. You see that little shack? Well, let's let's check it out. Set up. I'm, 
I'm I'm walking there already. The fire's All going. Right. It's taking care of It'll itself. I'm gonna crack open one of these beers real quick and then kind of make it. In case there's any intruders or, or we are intruding, and there, uh, in case anyone Wait, is you hear threatening that? us when we get there, I hear it. I hear an electrical a, hum. Wait, get close. Wait, what? All right, it's coming. It's, it's coming. A big old. There's a big old burner right there in the back. I smell it on the air. You smell that? It smells like kombucha. All right, we're okay. Oh, it's not electric. Oh man, here. that's not electricity. That's just from this. Holy smoke! Is this is this a still? That is a still right here. What does it oh, say Oh, I haven't here? seen one of these in quite some time. Oh, my God. Yeah, the, I don't know if this dates back from Pro... I mean, it's very nicely kempt. I'm surprised yeah, This is here. old stuff, uh, though. This is antiques. Antique technology. This is, this is Holy antique smoke. here. Holy smoke. This is a treat. You can make some good stuff here. Uncle Rick... Uncle... On the wall here. Uncle Rick's property. It's all spelled stupid with the, the R backwards. Kind of like when kids sell lemonade. Uncle Rick's property, kombucha, and cool, clear beer. Pretty good. Oh, I know what this is. This is I, I know. I read about this. They took this off the market. But then we got ourselves a bootleg Zima rig. Oh. Well, I'm gonna pour out the cantina, uh, the beer wa- or the, the the alcohol water, and I'm gonna just. Appears this thing's leaking. Somehow, you know, back in these back in the, the days, these guys used to run these stills up here of uh, bootleg Zima. They you know they make a probably a cool 1.5 mil a year off of it. That's how uh, NASCAR got started too. These guys would run from the police who wanted the Zima. For well, themselves. you know what is uh, a lot of these guys funded these bunkers that are around here. I'm sure with that money, the Zima money. That's well, like right. This, they the I mean, Chris Dorner they... uh, Park is uh, how big is it? You know, it's a good probably. Hundred thousand miles, big area. Yeah, it's 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 most. A lot Indiana. of people don't know it's under. A lot of it's underground as well. Uh, I mean, not just including the bunkers, right. but there's a lot of caves, a cave system, which they would use to you smuggle can people. Kind of imagine. You can imagine Chris Thorner State Park is almost a lasagna, and if if the world and the Earth's crust is a lasagna, we are standing on top of it. We're standing on the nice kind of baked cheese part of the lasagna. Now, if we would go down maybe 100 feet, we'd get to a whole different part, maybe the lasagna noodle, right? And the lasagna noodle part of the state park would be probably underground streams, caverns with spooky kind of purple lights. Um, go down even further. There's a lot of glowing mushrooms and stuff down there. There's- yeah. Even further down, we're getting into the ruins. We're getting into the, uh, uh, the relics of antiquity, the uh, places that should be lost There's forever, a lot of tunnels with crystalline uh, protrusions everywhere and twinkling music somehow. I don't know how, how they make it, but... Right. So the top of it would be, you know, the cheese we're standing on, then the lasagna noodle, and, and the, the, the crystalline is kind of like the ricotta cheese. And then guess what? We're, back, we're right back to noodle. We're right back to noodle with more kind of cave dark stuff like that. And then we get into the meat sauce. And when you get into the meat sauce, it's like this big kind of realm of dream space almost. Uh, that's where they say Bigfoot lives. He's roommates with Chupacabra. They got the Mothman. They got D.B. Coopers down there. And uh, Probably a, whole a big lot going population on. of stink apes down there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I felt like that we have, uh, we, we thought we went there well one time, but I had just uh, forced you to do peyote and ayahuasca with me. And uh, it turns out we hadn't even left our, our place, um, you know, in the city. Because, we, yeah. we, you know, we're city guys. We live there. That's where we work. And, uh, you know, we go out to the wilderness to really get away and, you know, you know, kind of flesh out our, our skills. And uh, this is where we belong. But, you know, it's not a living, right. unfortunately. Even though we were, right. we were both, that, we were both uh, kind of- presidential advisors on survival for some reason. And uh, they, they let yeah. us go. And... Uh, that's so why we're doing the show now. Well, I mean, so. we're pretty good at it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, look, we've only been here, what, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and we've already found three shelters in a still. And you found that underground water. Of, oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, that, it's just years you know, of experience that. in honing our skills. And, uh, you know, not everyone's going to step into the wilderness and find three Zima bunkers right off the bat. And uh, when the right. Zima still. So, uh, I, I mean, if you listen to us and so you uh, practice long enough. Take a big drink of this real quick here. Yeah, you t- you Oh, that's a hundred Zima. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that'll knock your nose hairs right out. Holy smoke! Where'd your eyebrows go? 
they completely disappear. <laughs> Look at it. Well, there's like vapor coming off right, your eyebrows. There's vapor coming off. <laughs> yeah, there's steam coming out of my ears as if I'm like the Tex Avery wolf and I saw an attractive red-haired woman. Perhaps a predecessor to a Betty Boop. Now, uh, when we're out... Well, I think it's... We got the fire. Okay, so we got fire. We got beer. Right. We got a, a shelter. Well, I mean, we could build a shelter. We'll really talk about shelters. We'll out. talk about shelters, but uh, we found a, you know multiples already. I'm just well, sitting here. Yeah. So I think maybe we just... we you. We start getting ready to go hunt. How about that? Okay, well, I was opening up my, my chapter for hunting and uh, gathering food in, in the guide here. And I open up, we're not in the Arctic area, but this is interesting to me. Uh, sea animals is a section. During the winter and spring, sea mammals, seals, walrus, and polar bears are found on the frozen pack ice in on flows in open water. Like land animals, these animals supply food, implements, fuel, and clothing. So it says here, seals are hard to approach, but can be stalked. That's true. Keep downwind and avoid sudden moves. A white camouflage suit helps. Well, we don't have those, so that's out of the question. Well, I'm naked. But also, Shit. we're not going to see seals out here. But the, also, it says, advance only when the animal's head indicates it is sleeping. If a bearded seal appears <laughs> ready to move, appears ready to move off, stand up quickly and yell. The seal may become frightened and lie still, allowing you to shoot or spear it. The bearded, That's the bearded seal stays on the flow ice. The seal is found in number, in number where ice is broken by current holes and tidewater cracks. Don't eat the liver of the bearded seal. Its high vitamin A content may make you sick. Well, that's you know, I would have gone straight for that thing. Uh yeah. If I, I'm killing a seal, I'm looking for well, that. Well, it doesn't liver just stop me. Seals. Number two, the walrus comes up to breathe, but it is harder to locate than the seal because it does not stretch, scratch breathing holes in the ice. Walrus are found on flow ice, and generally you must approach them by boat. They are probably one of the most dangerous animals of the Arctic. And then... What kind of sick fuck is going for a walrus? Uh, polar bears are found in practically all Arctic coastal regions, but they rarely come on land. Avoid them if possible, but if it is necessary to kill one for food, do not eat the liver. It is dangerous because of its high concentration of vitamin A. Never eat polar bear meat unless it is cooked. It is always diseased. It is always <laughs> diseased is what it says. Holy smokes, I well, didn't know bears, that. Well, bears, everyone knows this. Bears are nature's possums. Well, wouldn't na uh, possums be the, the possums? Speaking of... Now, now, possums, it's ironic. The only thing you can eat is the liver. So I saw some tracks around here, and I think I saw some possum tracks. I saw some turtles. Now, turtles are the most fun thing to hunt because they're the coolest thing to kill. Uh, a lot of times, the only thing that can blow them open are, you know, bile rock. You can use a coconut to bust them open real nice. Yeah, use a boat. You can use a old turtle shell from a turtle you ate to kill another turtle. It's a little bit sick, but, you know, there is a little bit of humor in it. I mean, you're not going to see the Property Brothers doing that. So I'm, t I'm heading out the still here. I'm going to take one last drink. Oh, me too. Give me some blood. Oh. Now, I, whew, I took a little bit too hard of a pull there. I got a little bit of double vision, but that'll clear up as I'm walking. Hey, First Otto. we need to find if we're hunting. How are you feeling? Y yeah. You don't look so uh. good. I'm seeing uh, a couple pink elephants in the room, if, I, if I'm being I truthful. I think if we could just head up that hill, we might be able to get a tiger possum or two. Yeah, let's head for a tiger possum up there. All right, kind of going up this hill, you can notice it's getting a little windy, so it's easy to kind of keep your trail going. Uh, the wind's going away from us, which is good. I mean, predators aren't going to smell us when we come creeping up. Now, for weapons, oh, God. Oh, splitting the headache right now. A lot of people overthink weapons. You're going to see Bear grills making a bow and arrow. You're going to see people making slings. I'm just a big rock guy. I find about a two-foot rock, just a killing rock. And I can chuck a good rock 40 yards with 
pretty good accuracy. So a lot of people try to get fancy. They make blades, make bows and arrows, or they bring guns. I even go deer hunting with rocks. I'm like Randy Johnson. I can peg one. I've, hit, I've seen you hit them about like, uh, 200 meters away. Just nail them. I do the big old wind up like Donkey Kong charging up a punch. I get my leg all high up in the air. I really sell it. I'm kind of a showman about it. You see me in washers. I'm the only guy that plays washers by throwing it overhanded. But I'm lethal. I'm a spear guy. Just a classic spear. If I had a nice stick, you what? Uh, you know, whittle it down, make a nice tip. Oh my goodness, that Z, that oh, it, that it's definitely that that hooch Zima is really history. getting to me. Oh my. I know. I'm oh. seeing. God, these rocks are. They look all iridescent and chromatic to me. This is beautiful. Oh, is there anything in your book that says about hunting pink uh, elephants? No. Holy smokes. All right. Well, I got a good rock here. You see this one? It's about as big as a softball. Uh, might try to find some of these coconuts around here, but the problem with the coconut is even if you throw it good and it seems heavy, when it hits something, it just makes that classic dunk sound and doesn't really do any damage. Huh. And I'll say, if I run out of rocks... Uh, rocks I like. I got about four beers here, and I can kill most creatures with a can of beer. I think I could. I don't think I could kill a guy with a can of beer, but I could definitely put him on his ass. Well, I've uh, been out. We were crossing a river, and we saw all the salmon was coming in. And, I mean, they're going upstream. We're like, well, the salmon are running. We knew they're going. I saw you peg. Uh, I saw you peg one with a can of beer, and then, well, okay, here's how it went. Salmon are swimming upstream. They're rushing past us. And uh, we're kind of in awe. They're, you know, big, good size. Uh, this is the season for it. And Otto, he takes one of his warm beers and he he launches it straight into the river. <laughs> and uh, once you know it, about two or three salmon immediately floated up. They're stone cold dead. He nailed them. It's just I mean, like the amount of speed and strength you have to use to, to, you know, drive it through the water and kill a, kill not just one fish, but, you know, two or three fish. We ate pretty good that night, I'll tell you what. We even we even cooked yeah. it. We cooked well, them with I'll, salmonberry, which are delicious as well. And uh, yeah, salmon and salmonberry. You get some salmon rice. I'll go along with it. You can find all that around here. It's and Otto was good. able to. He managed to find uh, some capers, which were delicious with them. Oh yeah, I found some. I found some capers. Um, I was able actually through uh, natural ingredients that you find out here. I was actually able to make. Uh, just homemade hollandaise sauce out here in the open where I had a bird egg, whip it with some lemon juice and some vinegar, and uh, I, I really made some perfect kind of survival hollandaise. And honestly, a lot of people underestimate this fact, but if you're a survivalist or consider yourself a man of the woods and you can't make hollandaise sauce in the middle of the forest, buddy, you ain't going to survive in them caveman times like I would. Time to hang up the hat. Yeah, you better get real good at rock throwing, cause you can't survive. I got a little. I, I I'd like to bring back up that story. I got a little cocky when you were talking about uh, you know, how I was able to hit the, the three fish with the one rock. And well, it wasn't why, a rock. Uh, it was while a beer. you were saying that, it was oh, it was yeah, a be- it beer. was a warm beer, well, and you're like, well, this is no good no more because it wasn't cold. So you just hucked it in there. Right. I I enjoy my beer cold. And uh, that's why I got this little holster on the side. Even though I am naked, the only thing I'm wearing is a holster. But instead of in lieu of a gun, that's you'll why see a nice cold I'm always, beer. Uh, I'm always that the one that's namesake. starting the fire and getting a fire going. And Otto's always over there trying to make some ice somehow. So I was trying to figure out how to make some ice. Yeah. If you can't make your own ice in nature, how are you going to make your own little custom drinks? How are you going to chill your beer? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hints that you can do. You got just got to find, like, a nice... Kind of, uh, you know, Otto, he's you know, uh, kind of an interesting fellow. He's uh, very particular about his survival and uh, what he likes to enjoy. And I'm over there. I'm like, well, I got a fire going, and I think this will make a nice bed. I've stuffed my uh, underwear with dry leaves for some insulation. Should keep some warm. And <laughs> Otto was over there going, you know, like, I could use this, and I could use this, you know. And the next thing uh, you know, he's whipped up a, an amazing my, Moscow my... mule. And I don't know how he does it. I got my ear to the ground. I'm looking for the. I'm, uh, I'm listening for uh, liquid nitrogen vents. So he makes a. He makes a delicious. That can take the flash. Like freeze. where did you get limes? He's like, well, I found some lime nests, and they're like, well, like what? Where'd you get some limes? He's like, well, the lime nest is uh, where you is you find limes in the yeah. lime nest because of the lime birds. They collect limes from around, 
you know, the forest. And it's like, well, do they even have limes? He's right. like, of course they have limes. Why wouldn't they have limes? And I don't argue because he's right. He's right in front of me. And they're, they're I delicious. Found some limes. You know I didn't. You know I didn't sneak them in because I'm always naked. He cuts naked. them in a nice truncated wedge, and he puts them in my Moscow Mule, and he has a copper mug somehow, and uh, and then we drink about five of them, and if you, we drink about five of them, so we don't have to make a shelter, and we, we can just sleep, sleep back where back. we are. Because I don't know if anyone's ever made a shelter before, but it is a pain in the ass to even get logs for a log cabin or make a nice thatched pattern, like getting some leaves and weaving them. Good Lord, why do that when you can just, you know, rig up some ice and make a nice nature Moscow mule? If you get hungry, just make some hollandaise sauce for your eggs, Benedict. Nature ain't hard. People have been surviving for hundreds of thousands and, of years. And uh, sometimes if you forage well enough, you know, there's been times where you forage and found, uh, you know, just cans of beans just right here in the forest somehow. Somebody's- yeah, well, you can find a, you can find a little bean burrow. Where you'll dig down and you'll just see where uh, a lot of bean squirrels have been hiding their pinto beans. Or can it? And they'll arrange them all. And sometimes they'll refry them even so they'll last longer for the winter. And I don't make a nice delicious dip. I'll maybe make some, uh, some cheese and uh, combine it together. He calls it queso cheese. And uh, it's uh, delicious and also. Well, it's, it's nothing compared to when we were in the Rockies and you made your world-famous Montana dip. Oh, the Montana dip. But the only thing, the only problem was that is that I it wasn't really truly Montana dip because we weren't in Montana. We were in Colorado. Yeah, and also, but, you know, I was very, you found the buffalo. That's required for the Montana dip. And some people were mad at us and saying, you don't need to kill a whole buffalo just to make eight ounces well, of also, dip. Also, I'm like, I'm like the natives, I believe, and I, in uh, using the entire animal when you kill them. And, uh... You know, we made mugs out of his hooves, and, uh, you know, I made a hat for him. I made a nice hat for uh, Otto. Big buffalo horns and yeah. hair and all that. Frankly badass, it looked like a minotaur. What's that? Well, it's like a cow, but a boy cow, if it stood upright. Oh. I explain it? It reminds me, uh, people are getting lost. Uh, there's different ways you can follow the sun and the position of the sun. If you're at night, how do you find the North Star, Otto? Well, I, I'm glad you asked. Uh, easiest way to find the North Star is to look to the north. <laughs> Always right there. <laughs> so it's like, where's the North Star? A lot of people say that. It's the first thing they ask. Otto, where's the North Star? If I'm looking for the North Star, where's the North Star? Look north, dummy. Right there. You want me to label it for you? Just look north. When you're out here in the wilderness, and you may be here in the clearing, you'll be able to see all the stars, usually. And uh, it's beautiful, all the different constellations. Uh, Otto, what's your favorite constellation to look up at the sky? Well, they got the beer bucket, and I like the beer bucket. I like the gun. Um, you can kind of see the gun's pretty good. Um, I do love the, uh, you know, before all the astrology folks kind of ruined it for me, I, did, I do like um, the Gemini, which is just the... Just the two Coors Lights twins. You know the funny thing about Gemini is they're twins, and those uh, the, it's a constellation. If you look, if you have a nice telescope, or if it's clear enough night, you can make out their their twins on them. You got a you know a couple nice pairs. Yeah, they call that you know before they realized that was all conjoined. That was the Hooters constellation. And you can tell the Hooters constellation to the left is the basket of wings. So many beautiful constellations. The stars are just incredible, man. Uh, like what's up there? Yeah, they're all right. They're all right. Well, I, you know. I mean, you say they're all right, but just imagine I think those like, are little... what kind of beers do they get up there? Oh, probably. Or, you know, a lot of times stars are hot. I'm not a big fan of hot things, but maybe what if the blue stars are really cold and it's like being hot? If you go up there and the you other see way. that, you get up there and like, oh, the mountains and all the cans are blue. It's pretty incredible. Pretty good. I'd take a nice warm beer. And I throw that warm beer into a cold star until it became a cold beer. Now where were we? This is this is Zima. This this bunk Zima has well, got me I, going. I got my I'm rock just here. Spinning here. Oh my god. I've just been kind of throwing this rock up and down in the air, and uh, 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 I forgot where the possum trail. Oh, right there. You see the possum trail. You can tell it's a possum trail because it's got the four little paws that are walking around, and you see that tail line dragging in the center. 
right? And you can always smell just a little bit of shit because they're nature's shitters and they suck ass. Now we follow that here going down a tree line and let's be real quiet as we kind of come All right, up in we're here. gonna whisper here. We're stalking ah, these little Lord. tiger possums and this smells awful. Uh, what would I just get up? Look right there. Okay. Look right there. All right, you see that? The possum with the nice, the orange and black stripes right there? Got a tiger possum, folks. He's right. gonna prepare his rock, folks. This is a classic out of warm beer technique. See, it's a, oh, it's with the baby. Oh, God. All right. Bug, now tell me, would you rather eat the baby possum or the mama possum? The baby, of course. They're so, they're so tender. Ah, that's what I was thinking. All right, so I got this beer ready, locked and loaded. About how far away would you say I'm at? Uh, I am right now. I say we're about uh, a good 25, 30 feet away from the possum and the baby. Kind of close, but uh, all right, uh, you're right. I'm taking uh, a risk. We're gonna kind of do some YouTube trick shots here. Let's back up about 30 oh, so yards. You should, you should dump up to like a full 900 twist. And yeah. uh, look with your. Oh, actually, why don't we do this here? I have a blindfold here I'm that I always about... carry on me. <laughs> I'm gonna put this blindfold on right, Otto. Putting... He's gonna do this trick shot. Putting the blindfold on. All right, I think I'm gonna do a juggle it around behind my back. All right, here we go. Oops, two, one. Yep. Oh, you smoked him. Good. I, I'm peeking. I, I got his ass. Good lord, that was a good shot. How did it wing him or is it straight dead? I think he exploded. <laughs> Shit. Well, the mama ran I'm off. Might be able to too. pick some, find the rock, and be able to pick some off the yeah, rock. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go eat some possible off the rock. Okay. Oh. All right, we're walking in here. Holy smoke! Do you see that, Otto? <laughs> is that a yeah, door? It's a, it's a is crate. That a door? Is this another goddamn Are one? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. You have to be joking, right? Uh, Folks, there's another right. bunker. Well, this, the door's... Another and this one bunker. says... The this one says on probably, this one. probably sponsored by Zima. Good Lord. Oh, shit. How old is this? Oh, my God. Here, let me... Let me from uh, the 90s, I'm put sure. My ear, I'm putting my ear up to it. I can hear people talking inside. Come here, come here, come here. What is that? What is... It sounds familiar. Do you hear this? They're talking about if we knock down this wall, it'll really open up the room. That's... God damn it. Open the... It's the fucking property, brothers. Good Lord. They're watching the property. Uh, another TV on. People are wasteful around here watching the property, brothers. Good Lord. Well, I mean, might as well just, like, hang around and watch it. I don't know, like... Yeah, I mean, we got enough footage, right? We can string we got... this thing together. I'm, a. Uh... I'm eating the little bits of possum off the rock here. It got smoked. Uh, I don't think it felt a thing. Well, if look at this fridge. It's full of it's full of ballpark franks. Oh my god, pretty good. Oh, and it's got a little grill too. Grill up some franks. We can go to. They the, got chili. They got chili Hormel. We can heat it some of that. Well, let me tell you this. How about we take some of that chili? We put it on them hot dogs. Yeah, screw this possum. Yeah, I'm not eating it. It doesn't ta it taste gamey. It tastes like it's going to give me rickets. I mean, you like getting rickets. I like getting rickets. I like it when ticks bite me. I like lifting up my nutsack to see if a tick's biting my gooch. I like pulling it off, and I like leaving its teeth I, I in say, so I, I get Lyme Otto. disease. I say, Rattle, what's wrong with you? Why? And you're like, it's just funny. It's just funny. It's funny to pull a tick. You got Bugs are funny. I, I've gotten Lyme disease a lot. Well, like I said, why do you why do you laugh so hard when you find a tick in you? And you're like, because he's sucking me. <laughs> that always, I don't was gonna give you a disease. <laughs> well, my favorite thing to do once we find a tick that's sucking me, uh, I like to to kind of make you look, and I like to lean back in ecstasy, like I'm really enjoying it, and I make sex noises like I'm getting sucked by the tick and I'm just like oh yeah suck me yeah <laughs> you know what has... I don't call beer we talk about uh, Bigfoots and Grizzlies and uh, Stink Apes and what have you and uh, the real you know the real monster out here I think sometimes is Otto because he's just he's disgusting I'll tell you folks but you know I love him <laughs> he's my best friend 
Uh, you're my best friend too, thank you. Now I, I won't forgive you though. You brought up stink apes, and uh, while we're sitting here watching the Property Brothers and uh, and cooked up some ball fork franks, uh, why don't you tell them about uh, the Momo Challenge that we've been uh, talking about doing? Well, the Momo challenges. Uh, well, there's yeah. The Momo is the Missouri monster. Actually, it has nothing to do with uh, the viral thing that the kids are doing with the cell phones and whatnot. The real Momo challenge is you go out to the wilderness in Missouri, usually around the Ozarks, um, and uh, you got to find the Momo and kill it. And uh, no one's been able to do it yet. For those of you who don't know or aren't from Missouri, Momo the monster is a Bigfoot that smells like shit. That's about it. It's the only thing I can tell. Is I mean, they all smell pretty bad, but he smells so fucking terrible. Yeah, we saw a couple Bigfoot tracks while we were kind of coming over here, but, uh, you know, the last, activity has last been time, low uh, in this there area. There was a, a Momo setting was last summer where uh, he was supposedly near the lake and people saw him walking around with a big gold chain on. <laughs> yeah, uh, there were reports that the, the monster left the area soon after dropping his chain in the lake. And... Uh, the only way that Momo was able to get sleep that night was by doing the uh, auto cold beer method of drinking 15 beers and going limp. Now, uh, are we going to just settle down in here in this bunker? I mean, it's like the fucking fourth one you yeah, found. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe we should go put out that fire, but we'll still be there. It was like a mile away. We've yeah, all- man. Uh, well, you know. We haven't even been out here an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, but, but I, it's only been an hour, but we already have shelter. I already set my food. hammock in here. I've already killed a sentient being. Doing pretty good. So we haven't we, had uh, to like boil our own pee or uh, you know eat our shit or eat each I other. I mean, we can if you want to. I mean, I mean, we could do it for the next show. If people want us to. If there's another show where we have where we come down here and we don't have luck to find a shelter and we find maybe you know a guy, I could eat him again. Well, if there's you a know. guy out here, well, you know, yeah, if we find a guy out here, we can, we can like, we can, like, we can kill him so you can eat him. Even yeah, I mean, talking I about tell, eating it. You got to prepare people like it's pork. It's most consistent pork, which means probably that's why I travel with a little bit of apple cider vinegar. You yeah, can maybe like, oh, like maybe some pineapples with it. Nice yeah, glaze. some pineapples. Honey, just, honey glaze. Inject it with, and inject a guy with apple juice before you baste him and cook him. It's, I'll tell you what, we can go out to the forest, find a nice uh, honeybee nest, and uh, knock that down, and we can just cover that guy in honey. That's true. We could get some. We could get some wasp honey. The last we time could. though, we tried to do that. It's like you got your head stuck in the hive, and uh, right, know. and they were all stinging my butt. And I was running around with the beehive stuck on my head. And You're I kept covered saying, in honey. Yow, yow. You were like uh, Winnie the right. Pooh, but uh, and that's know, when I as a I, pervert. I, if Winnie the Pooh was I, a pervert, that's you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, I'm not a pervert. I'm just gross. Sexually, I'm normal. But hygienically, attitude-wise, I am a nasty mofo. Well, I mean, I, I sexually, you're not that normal. Oh, oh yeah? Why do you think that? Just because I like it when ticks suck me? It's a joke. I don't just talk about that. I'm talking about like how you take, you find some nice sap. And he'll rub it on your shit, and you go like, you know, look at this, look at this. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a nympho, and I don't know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> you say like, I I'm a wood nympho. This, this, this is how well you know sexual perverts that you imagine a pervert activity is rubbing sap on yourself, going, look at me, look at me, I'm a nympho. Well, I don't know. It's I've known you for a long time, and I love you, but uh. There's been numerous times I'll find you out in a nice, nice brook, and you're down there just like cranking on your shit, middle of the day, well, beating sun on you. You say I'm, I'm like an ape man. Why don't you take a look man. at that list? Why don't you take a look at that list and see what the number one thing that you should always do is? It is stay calm. And if you're panicking in the woods, you ain't of no use to anybody. When I was in the army and we got lost for 18 hours and ate that guy, I told a few of the guys there, it's like you're freaking out. Stop it. We're, we're lost, but you need to get control of yourself. And there's one way of doing that. You're going to go around that tree, and you're going to masturbate. You're going to tactically grab your shafty penis, and you're going to pull on it till you emit projectile cum onto, you know, the forest floor. And after you do that, it's nothing perverted about it. Surgeons do it. Every single time you have surgery, you jack off. The person that's getting surgery and the person In the that's surgery? getting it. They do that in the surgery? I mean, if, if they're running late, 
I don't think that's true. Wait, hold on. Did you hear that? Outside. Oh my god, do you smell that? Oh, it's, oh yeah, I smell it. Alright, I'm getting my beer can and my rock ready. I think we got a Bigfoot on our hands. Alright, folks, we might have to end this. If there's a Bigfoot out there, we have to focus and we can't keep recording because we can't keep talking. We have to keep quiet. And if we have to take this, we have to take this, uh, excuse my language here, if this motherfucker out, we will. We're, I don't care how, I've never met a Bigfoot personally. They say they are gentle creatures of the forest. But if this creature gives me any opening or tries to establish peace or rapport, they try to find a white, they try to find, they like women and they use them. So if they see you, they might think you're a woman. I am going to throw this natural light I have as fast as I can at the Bigfoot ape's temples. Staggering him, the second beer can will go straight to his junk and genitals, and cripple him. If that doesn't work, I have my gun. Falls to his knees. That doesn't work. I have my gun. Yeah. (laughs) After I throw all four beers, you have permission to use your gun that you carry with you. All right, we gotta go here. Uh, Signing off. My name is Otto Coldbeer. If I die, please remember me by my ice cold beer. All right. This has been uh oh. Oh, brother, we haven't named it. This is Survival of the Fittest or... Uh, Taming, the wild, Taming the Wild, Surviving the surviving Fittest. Surviving of the Fittest. A modern. Gentleman's Guide to Fighting Bigfoot. Uh, and it has been my pleasure to do this show with my best friend, Bug West. Oh, I think I hear it fart. All right, we got to go. We got to go. All right. Wish us luck. And if I die, no funeral. Thank All you, right, folks. see you next time. <laughs>